the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. First and foremost, oil's big in the news today and yesterday. Uh, just when it looked like OPEC was setting up to maybe cut production in November, trying to kind of like craft some, uh, getting Iran on the same side with Saudi Arabia. Out of nowhere, they said a deal was done. Um, OPEC reportedly cut a deal yesterday to cap production, only it didn't offer any official details on to what that actually means or will look like. So oil prices spiked 5% yesterday, helping the energy sector rally big time. Well, today we're starting to sober up. We're starting to go, okay, what are, they, what are we looking at? How many barrels are we actually thinking here? Um, and the analysts out there started to say, mm, it's probably not going to be enough. Uh, and we just don't have enough demand. We're getting very, very little growth year over year in demand for oil. A lot of that has to do with electric cars and things like that. Um, so today we're a little bit weaker. Yesterday, big day up, tied towards energy prices, pushing big companies like Exxon and Chevron higher. And then today, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of a sobering day per se. Um, so talk is cheap is what you learn. You know, you've probably heard that as a kid, right? This is an example of talk is cheap. So no official details, and we will probably won't know until November 30th, where we will be thinking about, oh boy, did I gain that much weight at Thanksgiving, and how many more days till Christmas? Are you done with your shopping yet? Um, so it's, it's, it's further down the road. Some of the hesitation right now is reflecting the stock market's belief that Federal Reserve officials are trying to raise the Fed funds rate by the end of the year. Cleveland Fed President Meester, Atlanta Fed President Lockhart, Kansas City Fed President George, and Philadelphia Fed President Harker all hinted that they'd like to raise interest rates by the end of the year. Not a lot. Just a move. 
Initial claims for the week ending September 24th increased by 3,000 to 254,000, marking this 82nd straight week that they've been below 300,000, which is amazing. That helps. When you start looking at what did, Mr. what did Mr. Trump refer to it, the big fat bubble? When you start thinking about the big fat bubble that's out there tied towards interest rates, the big fat ugly bubble. And you see our employment numbers, and you're like, okay, well, we could kind of push through this in a kind of, sort of, maybe. So the continuing claims, that's how people have been on unemployment for a long time. Uh, it's at the lowest level uh, since uh, July 1 of 2000. That's nice to see. And it dropped the four-week moving average for that series to 2.11 million. That's the lowest since November 4th, 2000. Key takeaway right now is that the initial claims, it, it solidifies our labor reports, our labor numbers. Um, and it's growing in excess of population growth. So that's good. Third estimate for the second quarter GDP checked in at 1.4%, uh, up from the second estimate of 1.1%. So the economy is looking like it was a little bit better back uh, in the second quarter. And I know this is the, one of the goofy things about Wall Street is it is a world of what have you done for me lately. Um, no, no, no. It's what do you do for me next. See, that's the problem is we don't really care about April, May, June. And that's what the second quarter GDP is. Uh, going back and revising, it doesn't change profits. It doesn't change a lot. It just changes history. And it, 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 was, it looked better than it actually was. So... Did it feel bad going through a 1.1% growth that's been revised 1.5%? Who knows? Upward revisions to net exports and a change in private inventories also helped the uh, revision. Um, there was a non-residential investment pivoted from subtracting 11 uh, basis points. So 100 basis points is 1%. And it added 12 basis points, just so just a, a different way of categorizing it. It's, do you even care? Non-residential investment. Could that not be the most boring thing you've heard today? The advanced international trading goods report for August showed a narrowing in goods. Okay. Again, I don't think a lot of people are going to jump up and down on that one. Jump up, jump up, jump up. Um... So this is kind of what we're working with today, uh, kind of a, a reversal of yesterday. It's not horrible. Federal Reserve Chairman Janet Yellen said yesterday that central banks had no fixed timetable for raising interest rates, but she believes the economy is ready for a rate hike by the end of the year. So I think that's going to be the most dramatic thing that we deal with in the next three months. Um, Today is National Free Cup of Joe Day, so damn fine cup of coffee. You've probably Jones heard of coffee. National Coffee Day. Uh, several major chains are offering free cups of coffee. Best deals appear to be coming from Krispy Kreme, which is offering a free cup of coffee and a glazed donut to anyone who shows up. Woo! Starbucks is taking a different route, so they're going to donate coffee trees to Latin American growers who have lost crops due to fungus. It's not just coffee chains that have been roped into this holiday. Holiday. Seriously. National Coffee Day. Should we all hold hands and sit around the fire and sing coffee songs? When the coffee's oh. first rate, so is everything else. 
Um, so Krispy Kreme, free coffee and free donut today. Pilot Flying J, which is a gas station that I don't know of. Um, they're going to give a free small cup of coffee or another hot beverage like tea. Uh, what else is out there? Tim Hortons, which I've, we've seen a couple of those around. Uh, Canadian donut shop. Uh, no free coffee, but a social media contest for those who have the chain's affinity card. Boo. On National Cup of Coffee Day, we want free coffee. Vote for me, and I'll make that happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, believe it or not, uh, yesterday, with the whole OPEC announcement, there's kind of winners and losers. And one of the winners that you don't really think of uh, are global central banks. Higher price of oil, if we do get the higher price of oil to stick around, it's good news for other countries. Um, I saw Saudi Arabia is having problems paying their employees, so they've cut pay by 20%. And that wouldn't have happened if there was high oil. So it's worthy of note that you kind of pull for um, higher oil to make everyone in the world happy. But losers, you know, you driving, how about that? Gasoline should, you know, tinker higher if oil price sticks higher. Airlines would be big losers. Um, so you could probably see some of them giving back some, some do-re-me today um, as people are starting to figure out will it or won't it stick. Most people don't think it will. But if it does, that would be obviously be a, a ramification. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. Now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking money and investing and more. Donald Trump in Mexico. Um, Pretty well joined at the hip, so to speak, uh, in media culture at this point in time. The Mexican peso has become the talk about currency uh, in the world markets at this point in time. Foreign exchange, Forex, F-O-R-E-X, foreign exchange means foreign currency. 
uh, U.S. presidential race with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Uh, Mexico comes up a lot. And, you know, the wall and who's going to build it in situations along those lines. Who's going to cover the cost of it? Trump's tough talk on Mexico in terms of both trade and immigration has caused the peso to tumble as much as 8.7%, meaning you can buy a bigger home down there right now. Um, The losses have accelerated as he gained ground in national polls. So there's always, I'm not going to say always, a trade-off. I tend to look at economies as there's nothing utopian out there. And I know a lot of you are like, we need to end fossil fuels. Some people are like, well, if we end fossil fuels, we're going to probably see a major spike in terrorism around the world because a lot of countries rely on fossil fuels to pay bills. Um, I know you're saying, but that'll save the planet. I know, but people won't have money. Uh, no money equals no food. No food equals easily radicalized. So I think it's out there that, you know, this whole Mexican thing, there's issues other than Trump. Um, you know, clearly Trump is a big part of the peso slide, which is kind of crazy. Um, but if you take a look at, you know, how business has been doing recently in Mexico, it's it's been declining well before Trump. Um, Mexico's chronically weak productivity growth is also to blame for the weakness in the peso. Their industrial production has stagnated since early 2015. Uh, they're having some financing difficulties for companies like Pemex. Um, company uh, Pemex is looking to stabilize debt growth. Like those aren't good buzz phrases if you know where I'm going at. If <laughs> you kind of get where I'm trying to do. Initial jobless claims came in today, up 3,000, 254,000. That's a good number. Any number under 354,000 is a good number, so this is really good. Um, what else is out there? Spotify and talks to buy SoundCloud. What's interesting about that is we have moved into kind of a service economy. And we used to buy records and own records and covet records and cassettes and eight tracks and we used to spend big money on our sound systems, and oddly enough, turntables are coming back a little bit, right? Uh, but now everything's on a service, and there's a service out there called Tidal, which doesn't compress the music as much, and it's a much fuller sound. Um, but we've changed the way we consume music in your in your lifetime. Uh, I used to buy albums, and. <laughs> I still have it in my office, and I'm so embarrassed by this. Not so much that I have this, but I've got a, a CD case. You know what I'm talking about. It's a big uh, binder, and you could put hundreds of CDs in it. And I look back at that, and I, I, I'm, I'm ashamed at how many CDs I bought in my 20s. Um, and I look at the labels on the CDs and the songs, and I'm ashamed for the type of music I used to listen to. Uh, my college roommate was a guy named Mike Tyson. Not that Mike Tyson. Not the heavyweight champion of the world. He was the heavyweight chain smoker of the world. Um, and the first day I got to, to, to college, you know, I had some CDs. Alphaville. You can. Oh, they did um, that horrible song, uh, 
Forever young, I want to be forever young. Do you really want to live forever? Forever. Um, so I get that. He, he, he laughs at my music. He's like, we're listening to Doobie Brothers. And he basically called the shots of the music, um, which was okay. Because right after Doobie Brothers, got Jim Morrison, The Doors, and a lot of really good stuff. Uh, but I look back and I go, you know, now I look at those 200 CDs and let's just say they were 10 bucks. They weren't. They were probably $15 each. And you do the math and that's a whole year of investments. That's a whole year of, of retirement funding for stuff that didn't age well and I think I could have lived without. Not this record! Not this record! Not this record! So you get the idea. Um, your 20s, you think you're smarter than you are. Just like your teenage years, you think you're smarter than you are. I've got a family member who uh, is pushing 20 and out of L.A., and she is the dumbest person I think I've ever met. I, oh, my God, like, I like really like Hillary Clinton. What do you like about Hillary Clinton? I just like that her name is like, well... Like Billary, but it's Hillary. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, my friends, we, uh, uh, you know, we think Kanye's voice is a, a, a musical tool. You think Kanye's voice is a musical tool? You don't think he was auto-harmonizing in that? It's, uh, what's that? <laughs> so, we're not, we're not as smart as we think we are. I, I assure you that. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You know, it's like, this is crazy. ESPN, you know, they're, people are cutting the cord and they're saying, I don't want to watch ESPN anymore. Um, it's too too expensive. ESPN adds like $6 to your cable bill, even if you don't watch it. That's so good. You know, Congress, could they just work on that? So what is ESPN investing in to get us all excited about watching ESPN in the future? Drone racing. And the last time I saw drone racing was pod racing, and that led to the creation of Darth Vader, a man responsible for killing millions of innocent people. I'm not sure that drone racing is a good idea. ESPN has been called the evil empire, as has Disney. So when ESPN first televised drone racing... Last August, I was like, please no, please no. It was only on like ESPN3, which is almost impossible to find. But now they're going to show five drone racing league events. And there's, it's almost like, you know, the, the speed lawnmowers. There's lawnmower races. Uh, but drones, oof. That's going to that's gonna take some time for me to digest and, and buy into. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Yes, I listened to this song in college. Something was seriously wrong with me.
back now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, you know and I know that my goal is to get you to retirement and just get you thinking more about money, you know. And sometimes I'll try to do it in sexy ways and fun ways, sometimes more boring ways, sometimes ask you questions. Who's going to buy your house? If you think it's worth so much money, who's going to buy it? Um, is it going to be a lawyer? Is it going to be a doctor? How many lawyers and doctors are there to go around? Things like that. Uh, today I ask you the question of uh, train crash in Hoboken. Uh, 100 plus people are de- uh, not dead. 100 plus people are injured. Some of the injuries are cuts and bruises. Um, I think I've seen as many as four people dead, but I think it's officially only one at this point in time. Um, so a New Jersey transit train crashed at a station in Hoboken. Which you've ever been to New York City, you know that a lot of people come from New Jersey to work in the city. So housing is much, much cheaper in New Jersey than it is in the city. And uh, this is a tragedy. Again, you know, some people will have brain injuries, some people will have spinal injuries, some people will never work again. Um, some of them will be compensated for it, some of them won't. So and this happens every single day. Uh, people get disabled, and it leads to financial ruin. So make sure you have enough disability insurance, please. It's one of the products that really can't be oversold because it's tied towards your salary, and it's tied towards the, the mathematical numbers that you're probably not going to get disabled. So it's really tough for them to screw you on it. It can happen, but it's a little bit tougher. Um, let's talk a little real estate with Tony Mendez, because right after that I want to talk a little bit about what caused real estate to come down in price. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. So real estate is a perspective. Um, I like real estate for the long-term patient person who wants to live in a home. Uh, it sure beats rent for sure. It creates a little equity over time. It gives you a good credit score if you pay your bills on time. There's a lot of positives. Um, but the idea of let's get rich quick, it's almost as if you're too close. You know the movie theater when you get there a little bit late and all the seats are taken except for the two in the front row? And you're like, oh, let's just go home. Let's go get our money back and go home. And she's like, no, no, I want to see Tom Cruise. So you sit in the front row and you have no perspective of what's going on. To me, that's sometimes what real estate investors and the maybe maybe is now the time to make money in real estate. You know, when you hear the, the Wally the Moose kind of talkers, um, <clears throat> it, it should kind of be a warning sign. Tony Mendez, Tony Mendez, com. Let's talk a little bit about the people that come to you that are just, just out of touch. Um, I'm sure you see someone email you on occasion. We're like, I'm not going to be able to help you. Um, I, I get, I get the same thing. People who want to like, Hey, can you turn $10,000 into a million? Or this week I got someone who said, um, there's this company in England who guarantees that I will triple my money in 30 days. What do you think about that? And I'm like, try it. <laughs> you know, um, let Darwin get you. Uh, fortunately, we're seeing hearing a lot less of what we saw, heard back in 2000, 
2006 leading up to the real estate crash, uh, you know, those types of profits saying that they can help you turn you in. Now, you still hear them, but you just don't hear them a lot. And, and they have to be really careful about what they say. Um, you know, flipping, it could be buying at auctions. It could be anything from, you know, buying out of state, taking cash out of your house and buy. So you have to be really careful. And of course, uh, from a lending uh, standpoint, the lender just wants you to qualify. They don't care what you do. And if you're making, well, they care a little bit about making money, but it's all about qualifying. Um, you're right about real estate, Rob. You know, it's, when you finally start hearing how good it is, you, you might be picking up those last couple seats at the movie theater. Uh, but in this case, I think there's a lot of different angles in, in real estate, for especially for the Bay Area investor. Um, and, you know, you start thinking that equity has gone up and we think the, they're going to continue going up. What do you do with that equity? Um, the first thing I would do is definitely manage your mortgage on your current properties that you already own and try to capture these low interest rates. That's the, one of the factors that a lot of people haven't um, really f- grasped uh, is that interest rates are so low right now. And, and if they haven't had an opportunity to, let's say, for example, you have an investment property that you can't refinance because it just hasn't quite built enough equity in it. Uh, maybe the cash flow isn't there. But let's say you have a lot of equity in your house. Should you take money out of that and help that situation on the other house. Does that make sense? Have you talked to your CPA about how you can write off the interest on that? Even though you put the money, took the money out of your current house and you put it into the other house, you can write it off as a deduction on the other house. So there's other things that you can do. Uh, and, and But it's not as easy anymore, Rob, about just saying, hey, I want to buy that investment property and buy it. Uh, one of the things that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac uh, have and FHA have done is they've really cut back on their um, focus and and presence in the two to four unit buildings, which is a lot of investors are looking for. Uh, we're way below. We're over a hundred percent. I can you even say that. Are we a hundred percent lower? We're more than fifty, sixty percent lower uh, as far as a percentage of volume for two to four units used, using Fannie Mae, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and FHA loans than we were back in two thousand six and seven. Uh, today they just don't. They, they're just harder to qualify for. Um, so there's not a lot of real push in that. That's why we've seen a lot of portfolio lenders coming back and saying, you know, you can do like non, uh, what they call no, no income, no asset investment purchases. Um, and that helps two to four units. Uh, you can use any other portfolio product for that matter, as long as you have a good credit score and, and buy these. So there are a lot of uh, lending products are coming out to help this kind of market. Um, so, but it's really getting squeezed, Rob. Uh, the investors, especially in a place like the Barrier, is looking for answers on what to do. And yet we still have foreign investors coming from all around the world buying here in the Bay Area and squeezing out, you, you know, your st- traditional Bay Area investor. I'm not sure if that answers your question or gives you any more insight. But I don't know what my question was. <laughs> that was the longest soliloquy I've heard since Hamlet. <laughs> I like the way you say that. <clears throat> You asked me about the perspective of, of, of real estate, and I, I think that, uh, you know, it's very, it's kind of a difficult way to, you know, what type of investor are you? Um, do you have a kid going to college, and do you want to buy that property that they live in there instead of paying room and board? Um, there, There's def- definitely different angles. Home prices are rising faster than Zillow expected. The real estate company forecast that prices in April would rise 2% year over year, but they jumped nearly 5%. The story and the song remain the same. Strong demand from home buyers coupled with tight inventories is pushing up prices. That's caused bidding wars in some hotbeds like San Francisco. 
I'm pretty sure you and I could get together and put together a big Lego set and probably sell it on, on Zillow or probably sell it to someone in San Francisco as a, a, a fixer-upper. Anyway, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Um, big news yesterday was that OPEC has decided to cut production, but not by much. And they didn't really tell us how they're going to do it, and will there be cheating involved? Um, cheating happens all the time. Uh, OPEC says, you know, Saudi Arabia says, we're only going to pump a million barrels a day, and they pump 1.1 million barrels a day. It's tough to... I'm going to, I guess, say beat someone up because that's kind of the wrong thought, but it's tough to hold accountable. Home prices gains slowed in July. Um, the S&P K-Shiller 20 City Index rose just 5% year-over-year, missing expectations of 5.1%. Uh, the recent surge in real estate demand has pushed home prices near their pre-crisis peak, which makes it increasingly difficult for new home buyers to enter the market. Home sales fell about nine-tenths of a percent in August from the previous month. So on a year-over-year number, they look okay. But on a month-to-month, they don't, and they're slowing. Two straight months of declines. Higher home prices have begged the question. Question. How do you beg a question? But it's begged the question um, whether the current pace is sustainable or if there's reason to fear another massive collapse in real estate. And... An economist who's won the Nobel Prize, Robert Schiller, said there's always reason to worry about a coming collapse. He's quick to point out one of the stark differences between today's housing market and the one of 2006. He says, right now we're in a holding pattern. People are less excited about buying houses because they themselves don't believe home prices will be going up a lot. Back in 2006, when the home ownership rate was setting records, people had extravagant expectations. Um, so his comments on Americans' hesitation now is actually positive for homeowners, uh, for the prices of homes. Um, higher interest rates could impact the housing market for sure. Um, and the, th- the thing is that we're not in a we're not in a world right now where higher interest rates are going to be a story. You're talking about uh, slowly moving up, not quickly moving up. So. That's out there. So, other stories of note. Uh, Spotify is in talks to buy SoundCloud. There's just not a lot of money to be made in streaming music um, unless you get size. Some music streaming companies are going to start consolidating. I would expect Pandora to be taken out by sometimes you know, this year or 2017. Spotify has faced competition like Apple and Pandora who's all beefing up their uh, offerings. So Apple Music, for instance, beat Spotify in customer satisfaction survey released by J.D. Power on Wednesday. Good for Apple, right? I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This weekend, Alec Baldwin is going to be joining the cast of Saturday Night Live this season to play Donald Trump. It should be a pretty epic first episode. Um, something like 85 million people watched the first debate, which is Super Bowl-type numbers. Uh, so that's out there. Big story. OPEC has created a deal, crafted a deal, to boost global markets on oil. Uh, the idea there is if we limit production, there's supply and demand. If you limit supply, then that should firm the price of oil as it was getting ready to drop. Will they be able to stick to it? Uh, a lot of Fed speakers yesterday, Philadelphia Fed President Harker, he said about the economy, limits to monetary policy, time for fiscal and other policies, December hike appears appropriate. Atlanta Fed President Lockhart, he said the Fed's statement suggests a hike could occur before long. A lot of people think in November or December. The Kansas City Fed President, George, George, uh, said job growth continues. Time to remove some accommodation. So we're going to deal with that, and that's going to be a big story in when it happens. Or maybe it's so well known that it won't be a big story. George, uh, strength today in consumer discretionary, energy, industrials, financials, materials, telecom. Weakness in real estate, utilities, healthcare, technology, and consumer staples. Um, you know, the big stories out there today is yesterday was such a big oil day for companies like Exxon and Chevron that it's not that way today. So a lot of people don't think OPEC will be able to cut. They ultimately think it's nonsense. Let's go to the phone call and see who's on the line. Hey, Veronica, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Good morning. I'm interested in a stock partly because of the dividend. It's called Eaton. It's E-T-N is the ticker symbol. Yeah, let me pull up some data on it it's, for you. Uh, right now, though, it's on the high end. Yeah. Are you a dividend investor? some extent, yes. Okay. You know, well, you, you kind of know what I'm talking about there, right? Yes. You're, you're pouring your money into stocks that have nice dividends because you like the income that comes out of it, which I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for the call. I'll talk a little bit about Eaton for you and pull up some research. Uh, just a second. I'm doing this all on the fly, so it kind of has to happen kind of fast. Uh, with Eaton, you're talking about a 64 almost $65 stock. In the last 52 weeks, it's moved from 50 bucks to 65, so you've gotten some appreciation, 30%. That's a lot of move. Um, the PE on the company is going to be, I'm not going to say damaged, but it's going to be a problem because of that, because it's already had a big move. Uh, it's trading about 14 times next year's earnings. So, um, let's see, power management. Is that Eaton? Let me make sure I'm pulling up the right one. Because uh, there's a couple different Eatons around the world. Um, yeah, Dublin. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's the Irish company. Um, it's diversified operations. So it's diversified. It's an electric 
Uh, it's in hydraulic. It's in mechanical power. They provide a ton of products. They sell clutches and brakes. Um, let's see. They came into its current being following the acquisition of Cooper Industries, the $13 billion deal. So they've been able to get some efficiencies out of a merger and acquisition, which efficiencies is another way of saying, um, you know, synergies and cutting staff. So it is an Irish company. Uh, so that's worthy of note on how the dividend is going to be treated, if it's going to be taxed there and here. A lot of people go out and buy, like, Canadian pipeline companies, and they don't realize that it's double taxed. Um, I don't see a major problem with it. Like, nothing's coming up that's... Uh, scary. It was recently downgraded to sector weight by KeyBank Capital Markets. They've got a conference coming up in November that they're going to speak at. Uh, they got a nice favorable mention uh, recently on a popular TV show. Um, their recent earnings came in line with consensus expectations, uh, but revenues did fall 5% year over year. The company issued in-line guidance. And they narrowed their guidance for the full year 2016. They said, we're now planning to spend $145 million in restructuring costs. We continue to expect a decline in organic revenue in 2016 between 2 and 4%. We now estimate the impact of negative currency translation to be about $225 million, $25 million higher than previously expected. Um, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch downgraded it to a neutral. They see a balanced risk with reward at this time. Balance risk versus reward. Uh, they're now effectively modeling no earnings per share growth during the year. To me, the, the dividend looks fine. Uh, they're not going to have any problem with that. So if you're buying it for a long-term patient investor, uh, it's not going to be disastrous. Um, Barron's did a nice piece on it not too long ago. If you subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, you get Barron's for free online. I highly recommend, um, if you ever get a chance to do that, um, Barron's is a nice read, usually. So last year, Eaton paid an effective tax rate of about 7.65%. The year before, was zero. The previous six years, tax rate was in single digits. Um, so it's one of those plays of not paying taxes um, or paying very low taxes tied towards Ireland. And uh, it looks fine. I don't, I don't see anything jumping up. I, I think it's had a big move. So there's going to be some equity risk in the short term. But the dividend, if that truly is what you are, doesn't look to be at risk at all. I'm Rob Black talking all... Well, I'm not going to say at all. It's all broker for taking action. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.